0: hello hello uh, hey everyone uh, welcome to tales of recovery on this created holiday of Mother's Day and my thoughts on uh, the biggest bullshit of this obligatory thing um, not that we don't want to celebrate mothers and remember that it's really fun to be a mother and that our mothers, some of them were horrible and that we aren't going to see them today and some of them are dead and some of them are still figuring out why they're not dead. And some of them were just thinking um, things could be different. The whole, you know, psychological issues about mothers and the guilt and, the you know, the implications that come with this. But really the point that I'm trying to make today is that I just think it's really interesting how excited everybody gets about this day, which in my opinion seems like a day of redemption, a day of overpriced flowers, overpriced Mother's brunch, brunches, obligatory. I think that's the main word I'd like to think about is it's obligatory because, well, now that it's become this thing and this capitalistic culture, well, instead of buying a $1 flower now, it's a $5 flower because it's Mother's Day and everybody's going to go buy flowers because, you know, you have to, this is the opportunity to come and really remember, I guess it's important, all the work that you do, all the um, responsibilities that you have as a mother, besides working full time and this and that, or even if you're a single mother. And I think it's like, we're taking the bait of this, because we don't have context and I you know I, I often think about am I going to come on here and just make fun but yeah I mean of course that's you know a part of who I am I think who we are and it's okay but also what is the context like where is the origination of this Mother's Day thing and you know looking into it probably originated in really just honoring spring and mother earth and fertility and yes guess what happened many 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 hundreds of years ago in Rome is they stole this idea I think from the Greeks about um, you know the Hellenic whatever traditions they were doing there which was really to honor mother earth and fertility and they took it into their own little toxic patriarchal religion and turned it into honoring the mother of the the mother church, and eventually down the line, I'm sure many different things um, happen in the in different cultures as things get tweaked here and there. But it really turned into a tradition of honoring the mother of God, right? The Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, in one area. And the other area that I looked into was also like coming in from England and then from the United States, it's just different revolutionary women honoring all the work that in the the in the the community of women, and that's a beautiful thing. And I looked also into how or who actually originated the Mother's Day in the biggest capitalistic part of the world, which is the United States. And there was this chick named Anne. Jarvis, who then regretted it, right? According to what I read from her family. And so she decided that she created this the second month of May, the second Sunday of May. Um, or I think that's when she died. I don't remember the facts exactly. You can look it up on Google it, like google your life.com. And she, you know, they decided to to create this festival or this day in honoring. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it was that she was honoring but I think it was also something about community and gathering as women and then when it got super super commercialized she was like this isn't working out either her or her daughter were really not so excited about it and the I guess the idea was yes to honor the mother and everything that she does for you and etc but the point that I'm making today is that it's really hard for a lot of people to have to go through this Mother's Day thing. And it's imposed on you culturally. Last night, and I'm hoping that this brings a little bit of comic relief and context into why it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, it's not like this special day, you know, they make it to be just as big as like. Um, um, you know the valentine's day or the easter bunny day or you know all these religious christmas days where all you're really doing is shopping shopping by and by making a huge deal out of something that you don't even know where it came from or what the context was and here you are now you know in this commitment where it could be an opportunity right it could be an opportunity to gather and remember and have fun and that's all fine and dandy but you can always gather and remember and have fun you don't need to have flowers jacked up by 50% of the price or this grief that might come in because you don't get along with your mother or you don't have a mother or you or, or nobody bought you a flower and you're a mother and the 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 whole I guess kind of comic relief in this is this morning I was thinking you know because my partner and the whole family, they created this big thing, getting all this food and having the celebration for this mom and, and, um, and my sister and myself. And it's it's nice, but I'm thinking, you know, that's really cool. But if these motherfuckers did this like every week, or if they cooked dinner every night, or if they had more of an understanding of these roles that we've created, um, And just the unbalance of it at times in a constant timeline, not just in the one day of Mother's Day, let's go all out and do this. It feels like a redemption, (laughs) like some type of a redemptive offering, like, I'm so sorry, or did I I know all that you do and how we all have to behave at times because you're going to lose your shit because there's so much hysteria because you are overloaded with these to do things from culture. From not living in communities like we used to, from maybe not having enough hands on deck to help you with the babies, from this new like programming that is just so freaking out of touch with the reality that the real mother is Mother Earth. And that the real non attachment from these things is very difficult non attachment from these expectations and these cultural, you know, hustling ideas and capitalistic things that have turned now into Mother's Day because we have uh we don't have the context, and also we don't have um sometimes maybe even the the consciousness to look into it and do some of this work into understanding um, that this is all fucked up like this one friend says on like everything's upside down, and i I thought you know. Last night we did, we had Death Cafe, which is a circle where everybody gathers and we uh, accept and touch and, and sense grief. Like we are born to intuitively do, but again, society has cut us off from our bodies. And so we don't really have permission to grieve, to cry, to to continue to grieve, to understand that we're grieving so many things. And last night, one of the readings was about how the reason we don't grieve like we're supposed to, which might be considered hysterical or too loud or too crazy, you know, being yourself and just screaming out loud and going, oh my God, I can't believe this person's dead. You might do that. Some people do do that. But for the most part, you're taking little pills in order to stay calm. Like the 1500, um, or I think it was in the year 500, church people wrote that, All of these mornings and hanging out with the dead body and being, you know, really in touch with the reality of this mystery that ends and the grief and the loss of love, that they were going to completely separate that from the people. And not only the priests could be with the body and only they could sing their songs and the family wasn't allowed to touch them or be with them. It had to be very quiet and very separate and very constricted and serious And it's just such fucking bullshit. And it makes me so angry because, you know, for so many years, people have been repressing this grief. And the only thing that happens is you have a hole for more hurt and more dishing out these natural humanity instincts that have to be coming out that are not because you have to hold it in. And the grief of, well, grief in general, right, is is um is something that we have forgotten how to savor because we think grief is something bad, and to savor just being in touch with everything is going to end. There is an impermanence here, and as you allow that to alchemize in your body, then you can realize, oh my gosh, the flower smells amazing. Not the $5 one that you have to buy for Mother's Day, the one in the garden, hopefully. Um, and this food and, and being with my family, and you can be in that sense of awe and gratitude because you've grieved, because you have felt all this loss. And when we don't do that, last night when we were talking about mothers, and it was like, um, when we don't understand that. There are so many things to grieve, not just when your mom dies, but, you know, when she didn't approve of you for this thing or when she didn't show up to this show or when she couldn't walk anymore or when she, you know, lost that baby and took it out on you. Or when, you know, there's certain expectations, there's 50 million thousand things to grieve that you saw that, you know, her dreams didn't come true or whatever. All of these things start to add up. And then when you're forced to go into these capitalistic, commercialistic, happy Mother's Day, everybody pretend everything's great, let's go to brunch. What is everyone doing? Everyone's getting drunk. Everyone's getting fucked up and eating all this food until you're stuffed blue in the face. And we're not getting really into being an opportunity of being with the family with an open heart. Because the armor comes up. And to one side, you know, there's all this work and these opportunities to to do therapy and somatic practices and understand, you know, that this, it is what it is and whatever your journey has been, it was here for you to understand and learn and and be, you know, the human that you're turning into. Hopefully, evolving and expanding. On the other side, if you don't do this work and you're stuck with this grief, and now you're you know now you're getting this shoved in your face. It's Mother's Day. Get that card, get those flowers, get those balloons. And if you didn't get the card, flowers and balloons, oh my God, you know, you're going to hate everybody. And you have these obligatory, capitalistic, um, just celebrations um, that might not really be so healthy. And that might really be causing a lot of grief. And when we don't know how to process grief, well, it comes out in many other ways. Um, perhaps even in this fucking podcast that's what it's coming out on um, but you know and I remember one time a long time ago I think the kids were like five or six years old that they completely forgot it was Mother's Day and I was still drinking the Kool-Aid about this obligatory thing and this capitalistic thing and of course lo and behold there's no flower or card or anything and I had a little plant and I'm getting it in the car because we're heading over to have you guessed it, Mother's Day brunch at some really fancy, expensive place. Um, and my son tells me, "Mom, why do you have flowers?" And so I start crying in the car, and I'm like, "I have flowers because they're for my mother, because it's Mother's Day." And the poor little kids in the back were like, oh. "You know, I'm sure they made some piece of art at school, and you know, gave it to me a few days before." But this was the Sunday in this country that we live in that was the official. Uh, you got to get it going on, or else you're a loser on Mother's Day, I think. And I thought, you know, and Julio, of course, the guy is like, oh, shit, because it kind of does fall on the partner because, I mean, they should have remembered, maybe if the kids did it. And I said, you know what, you little mother truckers, I'm going to go on strike. And now this is a Mother's Day strike. And now I'm not going to make your lunches for a month. Oh, Mama, you can't do that can yeah, i'm like oh yes i can you kids are gonna get up early and you're gonna make your own damn lunches which by the way it was a great idea there they were the next day teeny little santi was probably like four or five probably maybe seven <laughs> and i will peek in and they're like come on put the peanut butter on and, you know putting the jelly on their sandwich and grabbing an apple and um <laughs> it was hilarious and um i mean it was hilarious now i don't know how hilarious it was back then I thought it was pretty clever, but now I'm thinking, oh, I traumatized these kids because I was drinking the Kool-Aid of this dumb shit capitalistic thing. I mean, these kids were always coming to snuggle with me in the bed, always giving me kisses and hugs, always telling me how much they love me. I don't need some special fucking day to get all butthurt about because they didn't remember to buy a damn $5 flower that really should be $1 or that really you could be planting in your own garden. And then having to go deal with mother and grandmother and everybody in the family because oh my fucking god it's Mother's Day. It's one thing if it comes out of your own heart, like I want everybody to come over, friends and family, and I want to cook, and it's just going to be great, and people come over. No, uh, no compromiso, right? Like no um, commitment to bring a gift or to celebrate a specific thing or to spend money on plastic balloons that are only going to contaminate the earth. But just generally free gathering. Like Sarah, she's doing one tomorrow. Generally free gathering. Not, not tomorrow. I think next Saturday. Um, she just wants to have people over and feed them and hang out and you bring a dish to share instead of, oh, well, you know, it's Mother's Day and you have to go or else um, someone's going to go on strike, not make your lunch, someone's going to be really upset and guilt you into it. So the context of knowing where this motherfucker shit comes from is important so that if you're having a hard time today, you can understand and say, oh, okay, it's a capitalistic made up thing. It's not horrible that I don't get a flower or that I don't want to give one or that I don't get along with my mom or that she's dead and I miss her. You can miss her every fucking day, but take some pressure off of the fact that today you have to miss her more because it's not real. It's not real. Somebody made it up. Somebody then capitalized on it and turned it into like an official, we're going to honor the Mother Day. Where in reality, you know, the mothers are so resilient and full of strength and so much love. And we can always kind of hope to create community and not leave ourselves all alone out there because it's hard. And I hope we can have lots of aunties and cousins and friends and neighbors coming alongside and helping us create and raise our kids and everybody be the mother. Perhaps it should be a mothering in togetherness awareness day instead of the individual one. But it should, you know, it would be easier. I think if we um, could just understand the concept of how beautiful it is to have so many other women around when you have a kid, we were at this other mother's day lunch yesterday with my other family and there were three babies there brand newies seven months seven week babies two month babies and it was funny it was great to see aunties here another woman here everybody passing the babies around holding them around that's kind of how my babies grow up I have you know 10 cousins all these aunts and lots of friends and so everybody was always passing the baby around and thought this is what could be celebrated how as a community um and as a group of women, we, we could all help each other mother and not be this isolated thing that now turns into this deep pressure on Mother's Day of bringing in grief and obligatory celebrations or redemptive action by culture and society, right? Because it's very redemptive. We better get them everything now because we haven't washed the dishes one time in the whole year and there she was doing it. Of course, we as mothers could also learn to step in and set some boundaries and remove the subconscious state that this is our thing. I heard one of my sister-in-law one time say that she cooks dinner every night because it's her obligation. And I almost fucking shot myself. I'm like, see yes, you want What the fuck is wrong with you? You cook because you want it. What do you mean it's your obligation? What are you in fucking 1920? I mean, maybe you choose to commit to that. Maybe it's your thing and you like it. Maybe that's your exchange because there's always an exchange in relationships and family systems in life, but that you call it an obligation. Oh my God. It's just not, we're moving out of that. Just like I I think religion is going to be gone in 50 years, hopefully at least from the places where it's already beginning to open up and pen out of, maybe not other countries. Maybe we can send this guy some more love and light. Who knows how long the fucking Taliban will last, but here, where we are, hopefully, with uh, critical thinking expanding and so much information, people can now begin to realize that religion is outdated. That We have to reconnect back to the earth and to each other and to what's really important and not, you know, these dumb ideas about control and government and fear-based bullshit. Um. Whew, I got really well into that. And now I forgot what I was talking about, the mother thing. But... Anyway, taking the pressure off of me for forgetting where I was going, of you for maybe not having the most excitement about this day. And some people are very excited about it. There's some beautiful posts out there. And if you're, you know, blooming with it, some of you all are about to have babies. And so you think, oh, this is going to be amazing. And it is. It's going to be brutally amazing. Um, And I hope you have other women around you with tiny little babies or that you find support groups or that you reach out if you're not living close to family Um, and that you're getting a lot of therapy and reading up on the newer way or not the newer way but the what we can consider new since we've been brainwashed for so long. Uh, Another one of the things we were talking about yesterday in the party was how you know I got a lot of shit because I wanted to because I close slept, my baby slept with me, you know, until I stopped nursing them. And a lot of people put their babies right away in another room. I think that's what they did with me, right? Good night, baby over there all alone. It's so dumb. What kind of mother in any other species goes and dumps her baby off? I mean, it's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. Maybe if they're twins or there's lots of little kids, you can put them in a room and they can co-regulate each other and love each other and touch their little feet. But to put a baby in another room, and you know there was a few newborn mothers there, and other mothers were telling their stories. And there was one next to me who was like, "Yeah, our baby slept with us. You know, they had four kids, and they slept in the room one after the other until they were maybe four or five years old." Another woman, no, 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 I put them straight up over here in the room separately because I needed my sleep. And people are going to do what they want. This isn't a judgment thing. I just don't think it's a natural thing to leave your little baby in another room when he's three months old or even one day old. I mean, those things are supposed to be here next to you, right up to your chest. You know, attachment and security. And, and then, of course, you can leave them with your community, grandmother or sister or friend and go take a nap for three hours or go on vacation once in a while. But in general you know, the separation that we have. And there's the context again. The reason women did that was because of these ideas of capitalism and efficiency and you can hustle more if the baby's over there and you're all getting a good night's sleep so that you can get up in the morning and be productive. Fuck productivity, man. Enjoy slow. And I'm going to enjoy today's events that these guys did very slowly and very juicefully. Um, and hopefully, you know, Um, I'm I'm not going to be sitting there making judgments, but I do understand that it's a difficult day for me. So if it's a fun day for you, good, happy fun day. And if you're making it to be fun because you have to make it to be fun, and it's not working out, remember the context. It's a made-up thing. The real mother is Mother Earth. Yes, it's beautiful to have a mother and to be a mother, and it's also very intense and very hard, and nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing most of the time. So to create consciousness and to walk in the direction of healing and compassion and understanding and open communication with your daughters and with your sons and with your mothers so that we can create more space for, um, for healing in this revolution that we're, that we're moving in. Cause we're moving in a revolution. I mean, we are, um, I'm assuming you are too, if you're listening to this, things are changing and it's beautiful. Because there's so much distress and so much, you know, depression and drama and addiction. And and I, a lot of it is, I think, because of these obligatory things that have been, you know, checked into the software of your subconscious, plus all this unworked grief, plus all this undone ancestral work that needs to be done to heal, to understand, so that we can create better, softer spaces And more creativity opportunities for our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids. So there you go. Give ourselves a break today. And we'll see you next time on Tales of Recovery.